But when the door was shut, nobody else again. Now, I said that to say this. Uh, God's blessing us to feel and see and hear that open door. He's calling people. So if you're here tonight and you're not saved and God speaks to your heart, uh, you need to move by faith and just come and get in. Uh, you're just as welcome to it as uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John was. Because Jesus died for you. Okay, let's all stand for a minute. As we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you God for the open door that you've been giving us. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's been calling and uh, speaking to people's hearts. Thank you for the preaching of the gospel that's been going out mightily and in power. God, thank you for all the blessings that you give us and the, just the privilege of being here tonight. God, and our many visitors, thank you for the visitors. They just bless my heart to see each one of them. And God, it's such an uplift to the church. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear Lord. We ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name and amen. 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 Now, I want to do one more thing before I turn over to the choir. This come on my heart when I was sitting over there a little while ago. We appreciate everybody cheering, every visitor from every church. We've got a lot of sister churches represented. But also among that, we appreciate our preaching brothers. And just for a moment, I'd like for all our preaching brothers to stand up. I'd like for folks to see who's here that's our preaching brother. Just stand up for just a minute. And uh, Boy, I appreciate, I appreciate our preaching brothers. You can be seated if you want to. And uh, I sure thank the Lord. I'm going to turn over to the choir. Let's pray, pray, pray.
here, great freedom, great power. Uh, we've said this, uh, Brother Israel said this a few nights, and I've said it. I really feel like God's already calling somebody Amen. to come thought. Now, if God's calling you, wherever you're at in the house, uh, we don't do things uh, just according to the way it's written down on a piece of paper. We don't schedule it out. But when the Holy Spirit moves, that's when we need to follow the Lord. Now, while they sing this song, if you're here tonight and you need to come and pray, I just beg you to do that right now.
Amen. Thank the good Lord for the good spirit and the great power of God and great singing. And uh, right now, uh, this point in time, it's our custom to kind of uh, have people uh, give prayer requests and have all the prayer. But right now, I feel like just asking if somebody's got a song on your heart. We, uh, we might pray after a while. I believe people are already praying, and you can't pray too much, and, and I'm I'm not trying to bypass praying and prayer requests, but I'm just going by how I feel in my heart. I believe somebody's got a, a special song right now they need to sing. And uh, we need to follow the Lord uh, just exactly how God wants us to. Uh, whatever God wants us to do and whenever he wants to do it, uh, it needs to be right then. And, and I still feel like God's already calling somebody. And if you're here and you need to come, you need to come. If you, if you want to be happy and you want to enjoy life, obey the Lord. Amen. Pray for them while they sing. Really pray for it. If you didn't feel like saying amen already, there's something wrong with you. Amen. You don't have what I got. I can tell you I'm nothing And I would be telling the truth I can say I am hopeless A worthless sinner, that's true But that's just part of my story I haven't told everything for I was washed, reborn, and raised a child of the King. And I am a royal descendant of the King from Jerusalem. For I am part of the bloodline of David, that's who I am. Jacob and Abraham. For I'm a royal descendant of the king from Jerusalem. Oh, how in this world can I stand, say such a thing? Say I am royal, claim that my father's the king. Well, I'll have to take you to an altar where it happened many years ago. When I met this king, I was born of his blood, that's all that I know.
the Lord. Boy, that's powerful. All right, if everybody just stand now, and uh, if you've got a prayer, unspoken prayer request, just raise your hand. Amen. Now, if you've got a prayer request on your heart, something the Lord's wanting you to request prayer for, you do that. Anybody got anything? Amen. That's right, Bob. Amen. That's, a, that's right. That, that's, yep. Amen. That's right, Bob. Appreciate that. Somebody else? Right. All right. All right. Remember that. Remember his wife having surgery tomorrow. Okay. Anyone else? We know without saying, but I, I need to say it anyway. We need to pray for the lost tonight. Amen. And pray that God speak to their hearts and invite them to come through that open door. That's right. And if you're here and you've been saved and you're not doing what you're supposed to for the Lord, that doesn't make you a horrible person. It makes you human. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we don't need to stand back and, and be ashamed to move and obey the Lord. We need to be ashamed if we don't move and obey the Lord. And so if you're here tonight and you need to do something for the Lord, please do it. I, I, I know what it's like to be shy. And I've had times before I was standing in the congregation or sitting in the congregation, God wanted me to do something. I'd say, I can't, Lord. But God knew I could. Because everything God wants us to do, he helps us do it. We can do everything that God wants us to do. See? And so let's, let's just really, uh, tonight, just, let's obey the Lord. Anybody else got anything? Yeah. Amen. Remember Arnold's children and his grandchildren. Remember them. Great prayer request. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Pray for that church. And we've we've got, I think, at least three couples uh, that's been sick that God's let come back to church tonight here. That's that's an answer to prayer. And we got some more that I've talked to that are hoping to be back tomorrow night. And so let's pray for their sick and pray for our sick. And uh, keep praying for the revival that uh, Brother Cooper Roberts is in uh, down in Kentucky at uh, New Zion Missionary Baptist Church in the very southwest uh, corner of Kentucky. Okay, anybody else? 
tonight. If not, we ask Brother Bob Morrison to lead us in prayer. Once again, I thank God for everybody that's here. Just keep praying. Who'd feel like singing now? Somebody else got a special on your heart? Just, uh, if you do, just come and obey the Lord. Sing what God's give you. Good to be in God's house. Thank God how he's moving. And uh, there's an excitement. You're just uh, looking and praising God and expecting and looking to see what's happening next. Anybody else got a song? If, God, if God's give you a song, you're welcome to sing it. Not trying to talk you into it, but just obey the Lord. All right, not, not, nobody else? Okay, let's pray for Sean. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Pray, When the melody's been written And the words have all been penned And you've heard the Spirit calling Through some old sacred hymn In the valley of decision Tell me, friend, what will you do? This life has many choices, eternity has two. This world and all its pleasures will soon be passed away. The final invitation could be going out today. You're standing at the crossroads And the Savior's calling you This life has many choices Eternity has two The straight and narrow way leads to life The broad way down below what would it profit to gain the world and lose?
lose your very soul. Tomorrow is uncertain. Our days on earth are few. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. Appreciate it. Thank the Lord for it. Anybody else got one? Let's pray. Pray for them. I appreciate this revival, Israel. Yeah. It's been a blessing. Amen. My thoughts today are how much God's blessed me. Yeah. He saved me when rightfully I was on my way to a place called hell. Yeah. But he reached down and saved my soul. Yeah. And I failed him in this life many times, and right. I've let him down. But that grace and mercy comes by. And it comes by to each and every one of us. Have that opportunity if you just follow him. And I'm glad I'm no stranger to grace. My first thought this morning of my great riches what substance such treasure the morning did bring there was joy beyond telling a hope beyond failing I'm acquainted with all
find out what that's like. I believe God's calling people and has been calling people and going to be calling people. And let's just pray. I feel like it's time to turn over to the preacher. Let's pray and pray and pray and give our undivided attention. And please, everybody, obey the Lord. Come on, Brother Israel. Pray, church. Good to be here. I'm glad to be in his house. <clears throat> and I thank God for what I can feel. And I'm glad there's a miracle in me. Uh, I like what he said. I mean, you, you don't know 
uh, or you can't relate, you don't have to leave here that way. This ought to sound familiar. I serve a God of miracles. Amen. He's still doing them, boys. Uh, I appreciate the day the Lord's gave us. I do. Um, I don't know if I've said this yet, and if I ain't, shame on me. And if I have, I'll say it again. I thank God for my wife and my children being with me. I appreciate them making the sacrifice to come this way and be here tonight. Um, and I appreciate who she is to me. She's my helpmate. And I thank God for her tonight. And I thank God for Lima. I've been a lot of places to preach, and I'm going to follow my heart if that be all right. I've been a lot of places to preach, and there have been times that she'd slip out the door, Linda, and they wouldn't, nobody even talk to her. She'd just get out there, and everybody would catch me, and they'd shake my hand, they'd love on me, and, and they, she'd wait 15 or 20 minutes for me to come out there and get in the vehicle. Boy, she don't do that here. <laughs> By the time we get out of service, she gets hemmed up right there forever with somebody loving on her and talking to her. And I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be me without her. And I wouldn't be able to do what I do without her. Man, uh, that's just the truth. God put us together uh, for this purpose tonight. And I want to appreciate her for a minute. Appreciate Brother Joe driving up from Louisville to be with us tonight. We love him. Uh, member of Smyrna. We appreciate him coming up to support us. Uh, thank God for that. Amen. But most of all, I'm glad you're here. I, I wouldn't know a visitor from a regular tender. Uh, Terry gets up and says he's thanking God for all the visitors. I wouldn't know you apart. I wouldn't at all. Um, because to me, y'all look the same. Can I say this tonight? If you're here lost, you're an honored guest at the house of the Lord. <clears throat> and I want to follow my heart tonight and say this. The choice is simple. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to tell you what they are. Live eternally in heaven with joy and happiness forevermore. Walk through this life with peace and contentment. Having the Lord on your side or dying and going to hell for eternity. I think that choice is pretty simple, don't you? Don't make it harder than it is. Don't let the devil make it harder than it is. Amen, and follow him tonight. I'm like, Terry, I believe somebody could have prayed. And I had to get away from this preacher over here because he's about to get all over my thought tonight, and I, I, I had to change the subject and walk away from 
I'm going to be in 2 Samuel chapter 9. And I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. I got to go out and spend some time with Terry this morning and have breakfast with some of the men. We, we most certainly enjoyed ourselves. Amy had a wonderful day today. Uh, visiting with Linda and shopping like them women like to do. We went over to the Hendrickson's and they fed us and took very good care of us. Seemed to it that we had plenty to eat and I want to take time to appreciate that hospitality. I really do. Um, and tonight, I want to follow my heart. You can stay in Lodi Bar or you can eat at the king's table. Yeah. Eric, this is one of my favorite stories. You know, you've heard me preach it a lot. <clears throat> God's got me real calm right now. It ain't too late you come on to the altar right now, Will. I'm telling you. I believe somebody can move. I really do. I feel it in my heart. Amen. And David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now I'm going to butcher some names just so y'all get, get ready for that. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when he had called him unto David the king and said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Micar, the son of Mill in Lodibar. And just so you know what Lodibar means, it means barren, nothing. That, that's where he dwelled at, in a barren Land with nothing. And the king sent. Uh, and the king. Um, and the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Micar, uh, the son of Mill from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, which was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and I will... And will restore thee in all the land of Saul, thy father, and thou shalt eat bread. Listen, thou shalt eat bread at my table 
continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? And that's what I felt like reading, and I desire your prayers tonight. Uh, can I preach to you? The king has sent for you. The king has sent for you to fetch you out of the land of Lodibar. Man, uh, let's uh, talk about this for a minute. This little boy named Mephibosheth, if you know anything about David and Saul, they, uh, boy, they were enemies. And uh, David and Saul, see, uh, Saul had sinned and now he lost the kingdom and uh, he knew David was the rightful man and they, uh, they was some jealousy went on but uh, Jonathan, uh, Saul's son and David, they, uh, they grew to love each other boys. I, their hearts were knit together. They, uh, they began to love. He even warned David a few times of what his father's plan was uh, so he could flee from him and uh, they uh, were just sworn enemies and I, I want to tell you a little bit of history just for a minute. Uh, in a kingdom when a man became king anybody uh, that was an heir of the king before was slain uh, so there would be nobody to be able to rise up uh, to take that kingship that, uh, that's what happened so uh, Mephibosheth here if you know the story he's about five years old his nurse is running with him uh, they're fleeing and she falls and he becomes uh, lame from uh, then forward he can't walk real good uh, so they take Mephibosheth who's Jonathan's son and they uh, take him down into the land of Bar, uh, basically so he could hide there uh, so David wouldn't kill him uh, uh, because that was what rightfully was done uh, in that day and time uh, and he was an heir of Saul so that meant automatically uh, if the king comes to get me I'm going to die he's going to take my life uh, uh, so listen uh, I, I want to preach just a minute uh, a lot of things that ain't written in there uh, amen but I just want to follow my heart uh, amen uh, uh, would you go with me just a minute. There ain't nothing wrote about my family. I don't even know how old he is, brother. I don't know what age he is at this point. I don't know how many years it's been. I don't think that's real clear. But he's grown up down here in the land of Lodabar. Amen. Which is a barren land. That means no food to eat. Nothing. So if he gets anything, somebody must have to bring him something. They can't grow a garden. They can't do anything. Lodibar is not the land uh, that you want to live in. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, nobody ever said, uh, I want to move to Lodibar. Uh, he went to Lodibar to hide. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, in that country. Uh, uh, so listen, uh, uh, the land wasn't even fit for him. Uh, it wasn't even fit for nobody. Can I tell you right now, being lost ain't even fit for you. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, boys, it's not a land you want to dwell in. Uh, it's not a place you want to stay. Hey man, there ain't nothing there. It's empty. Boys, it's misery. It's guilt. It's shame. It's conviction. My female self maybe sat down there day after day desiring to be at the king's table. Desiring to get out of the land of Lodabar. Desiring that somebody would rescue him. Hey Amen. Oh boy. 
here comes David. I'm glad I've got a king who cares for me. Amen. And David begins to say now, is there any left of the house of Jonathan, of the house of Saul, that I can show a little kindness to for Jonathan's sake? Hey, can I tell you tonight, somebody has prayed for you. Amen. Jonathan said, would you show kindness to my people? Amen. Boy, you're going to be king. Hey, listen, I'm going to need you. My people's going to need you. Hey, everybody's going to need you. David, would you show some kindness? Amen. I know we're arch enemies. I understand my family and your family. I know what's going on. But would you just say, my son? Sound familiar? Sound familiar? If it don't sound familiar, you ought to ran to the altar and made it sound familiar. God, you don't owe me nothing. That's what Jonathan said, David, you don't owe me nothing. You're the rightful king. I know you're the rightful king. You don't owe me a thing. But would you show some kindness? Preacher, how you know he said that? Because that's what David just asked. Is there any left that I can show a little kindness to? Why? For Jonathan's sake. Preacher, you mean he loves me enough to hear my cry? Amen. Jonathan is dead at this point, just so you know. David has become the king. He's the ruler. And when he make a decision, they got to carry it out. He could have called Zion in and said, hey, who's left of Saul's house? I'm going to kill him. And what he said, is there any left that I can show a little kindness to? Ain't you glad for God's kindness? When I ought to got justice, mercy stepped in. When I ought to been on my way to hell, my king said, nope. I took his place. And he gets down there. Mephemeseth probably desiring, thinking, Billy, you imagine you used to be the family of the king. Amen, now you're not. You're down there in Lodibar. Can I tell you, amen, you listen to me. Everything in your life used to be all right. Amen. You thought you had it all figured out. You didn't worry about anything. Death wasn't a fault. You didn't worry about if you was going to heaven or hell. But all of a sudden, all that changed. And you found yourself in the land of Lodabar. Amen. I found yourself down there. Do you know, hey preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about conviction. Amen. Without conviction, there'll be no conversion. Without the gospel coming to your heart, amen, and speaking to you and showing you where you stand, you'll never be saved. But thanks be to God, it has. Preacher, you mean the gospel's got to be preached? The king sent for me. 
You know what he sent? A preacher. You know what he preached? The word. You know what I heard? The gospel. Amen. I went to church too. Ten years old, everything was all right. Ten years old, I walked into church that Saturday night, boys, and buddy, I had the world by the tail. Amen. Everything in my life was okay. Everything was all right. Wasn't even worried about dying. Didn't even think about it. It wasn't even a thought in my head. Amen. And I sat there on the bench. Amen. And the man of God got up and he began to preach. Amen. And I began to realize of my condition. And all of a sudden, all that was within me, it changed forevermore and left me in an aggravated condemnation. Amen. I began to realize that I didn't have it all like I thought I did. And I was in a land with nothing and nobody. My family said I had it all one time. My family, they was kings. Had it all. How did I wind up here? Yeah, sin revived, and I died. Okay, man, and I thought to bring me life brought me death. Amen. And I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, that I was lost. The female shifts down there now. He's hiding from the king. Do you remember when you tried to hide something? You remember that? Yes, sir. Hey, you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. You can if you want to. If you got saved the very first time God ever called to you, amen. You didn't run from it, but the very moment God called, you got saved. Anybody in here do that? Anybody like me and didn't? I thank God for you that did. And I thank God for you that didn't. You know what the outcome of both was? We saved. Amen. Whether it was the first time or the hundredth time, it didn't matter. Amen. And I want you to see that tonight as those hands went up. If it's the first time God called, you can be saved. Amen. Somebody, hey, they raised their hand, said it was me. Wasn't it you, man? First time. Amen. God called. They got saved. Hey, can I tell you, if you're not in that category and you've been here several times or been somewhere several times and God has called and called and called and called, thank God he's calling again. Amen. And you can still be saved. Y'all pray. My female's just sitting down there in the land of low bar. He ain't got a thing, boys. Got nothing. And the king David sent for him. I'm gonna preach. You help. In that day, the king's horsemen, they sounded completely different than anybody else. When they bridled them up, and they harnessed them up 
and the king's horsemen rode through town, they knew they belonged to the king. And you want to know why they sounded different? Because they were on business for the king. Amen. So let me get out of my way. I've got king's commandment to do. He's told me to do something. So you move over. Amen. Ain't said glad. They ain't nothing can stop the king from doing what the king said he would do. Amen. Ain't nothing can stop him tonight. What do you mean? Hey, the only thing that'll stop you from getting saved is you. Got on him. I appreciate the Lord where he's got me preaching that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes, got on them horse, didn't they? They begin to ride. Now you down in the land of Lodabar, ain't much noise going on down there because it's barren. That's right, brother. Just so you know. My female says sitting in there. And all of a sudden he hears. Oh, what's that noise? What's that noise? Boys, that sounds like the king's horseman. Oh, he's found me. He's found me down here in Lodi Bar. He's found me and he's coming and I deserve to die and he's going to take my life. I'm guilty. I know I'm of the house of soul. I know I don't deserve anything. He's found me down here. Hey, Blaine, he found me. Hey, can I tell you what God did for me? He found me. Amen. Right where I was at in the land of the Lord. When I could not come to him, he came to me. Did I not tell you he was lame? Amen. Did you not hear he couldn't walk? He couldn't get up and go to the king. He couldn't get up and surrender to Hey, but the king sent for him. Preacher, what about me? He sent for you too. Now you can hide behind your church clothes. That's your loaded bar. You know how much value these things got? Ain't nothing. You know when they got value when they're hanging on a shelf in a store, Linda? The moment you buy them, they are valueless. Just the truth. Amen. You can put on the fanciest suit, fanciest tie, fanciest anything you want to. You know what's going to happen? You outgrow it and it gets old, you're going to take it to the goodwill and somebody else going to buy it. Maybe me. <laughs> Ain't got no value no more. If all you got holding on to your church clothes, you ain't got no value. My female chef was down there in Lodabar and didn't have a thing. He didn't have nothing. And here's the king. They've arrived. The famous chef's kind of trembling about this time. You remember that? Some of you that stepped out the first time, maybe you didn't tremble as much as I did, but I trembled. Matter of fact, I went home that night lost, and it felt like I was laying on a bed of rocks, and I looked down at my feet, Billy Ray, and hell was coming up over the back of that. I said, God, that's where I'm going if I don't do something. Boy's conviction was strong. God, let me just make it to you in the morning. I'm glad you can't hide from him. 
Amen. He could have went to the farthest corner of the house and loaded bar. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you what he heard. Amen. The famous F. Mephibosheth, the king has sent for you. You remember that knock? You remember it? Man, felt like I was going to die, boy. I remember trying to choke it down, put a songbook up. They can't see me. I felt exposed. Amen. I felt so broken. Boy, I'd imagine that's about how famous Seth felt. What? He's failed me. And I deserve to die. And I know I do. And he probably wants to witness in himself. Ain't no hiding now. They found me out. Can I tell you, if God spoke to you, life will never be the same. Never. Oh, but I'm going to get to the good part in a minute. They got him because he was lame, lame. I believe him Kingsman, they... Probably one got on one side and one got on the other, and they picked him up and they carried him. I'm glad when I couldn't get to. Hey, I had a church that carried me to the Lord, Amen, and laid me down. Hey, you know who he reminds me of? I know it's the New Testament, Old Testament. I don't care, Amen. You know who he reminds me of? The gate, the man that laid at the gate called Beautiful, and they brought him down there daily. When I couldn't do it, I had a church that carried me. Amen. What do you mean? They prayed for me. They loved me. They wanted me to be saved. Put him on the chariot. I want to picture it this way. That'd be all right. I believe they put him on the chariot looking back. I'm glad I know what I left behind, don't you? What do you mean? I'm glad I know where he brought me from. Y'all not look back to the things of the world, I understand that, I know that. But I'm glad to look back and see where he brought me from. Made a way for Israel Douglas to be at Clear Fork Missionary Baptist Church to hear the gospel. My dad was out of church, boys. And David Fusen bought a house by Uncle Frank. And dad went down there to see him because Frank had left some stuff down there. And David come out and greeted him. And he said, hey, Ike, I'm pastor over at Clear Fork Missionary Baptist Church. Y'all come be with us. My dad and him struck up a friendship. You know what happened? My dad went. I'm glad he carried me. 
Here he is. He's looking back now. He's leaving Lodabar. I hope you decide to do that tonight. He's leaving Lodabar. All the way there, he thinks he's going to die. I believe that, Eric. King's going to kill me. He's going to make sure I'm dead. He wants to witness it himself. All that's going in his mind. I'm of the house of Saul. David's going to take my life. They bring him in. Can you see it? He walks in, boys. And there's a table spread. And at that table, they used to king's bread. And they bring my female chef by there. And I believe he might have looked. He's been in Lodabar for a long time. I believe he might have looked and said, well, that's some lucky guy going to get to sit at that table. Somebody going to get to eat that. I ain't had nothing to eat in a long time. Boy, I, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that spot's for. He gets up to the king. And he falls down on his face and he reverences him. Amen. And the king, can I put it in my words? The king says, I love you. And I'm going to show you some kindness for your father's sake. Because I made him a promise. Can I say he ain't never been slacking his promises? Preacher, I don't know about my lost. Hey, you hold on. If he promised he'd save him, he'll still save him. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, don't give up on God. My king knows what he's doing, how to do it, and he's already sent for them. And there's a church right here that loves them and they're carrying them. Here he is. Broken. Before the king. And the king looks at him and don't say, I'm going to kill you. He says, Mephemesheth, you'll eat bread at my table. Continually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That little lucky person when he came in, Chris, he saw that little place set. That was for him. Amen. You've come into God's house tonight. Amen. You saw the table spread. You wondered whose seat that is. It's yours tonight. You can have it, but you'll have to come to the king. Amen. He's the only one that can give it to you. But famous health, as he falls down, he looks at him and he says, why has such a dead dog as I? Here's a good thing. But famous chef probably said, but I'm not clean enough to sit at your table. And he said, that's all right. I'll clean you up. What will I wear? It's all right. I've got garments for you. Yeah. I believe he put shoes on his feet. I believe he gave him a robe of white. Yeah, Man. Oh, it gets good. 
I believe he put a crown on his head. <laughs> Why? Because he was welcome at his table anytime. And he put a ring on his finger. Amen. Said, you belong to me now. Amen. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong to Lodabar. You don't belong to your past. Nothing's got a hold on you. You belong to me now. Amen. And they brought him out. And they set him at the table. And when he set him at the table, boys, they scooted him up under there. And it looked like everybody else. Amen. Hey, here's the good part. I believe somebody might have said, who are you? And he said, well, let me tell you my story. Amen. I was down in Lodabar and the king sent for me and now I don't know why I don't deserve it, but I'm sitting at his table eating his bread and living a life I never knew I could have. Preacher, that ain't for me. Yeah, it is. If it's for my female Seth, it's for anybody. Can, can I go a little step farther? If it's for Israel Douglas, it's for anybody. If he can save me, he can save anybody. Preacher, how bad were you? I was the worst of all sinners. Ten years old, don't sound like you did much wrong. Probably not by the world's standards, but sin revived and I died. And water was inherited unto me. Boy, it was the sin of Adam. And I could not escape it. And I needed a Savior just as much as anybody did. And tonight you do too. Amen. Get a song. It's time. I didn't believe there'd be much preaching tonight. That's all right. Somebody needs to come. The king has sent for you. He wants you. Boy, I like the message tonight. It's to the lost. You know what that means? God's people come ready. To see somebody saved tonight, they've already carrying you. Hey, Terry, would you not agree? Somebody's already carrying somebody Amen. to the Lord tonight. They're going, here's my life. Hey, you remember when he came into town? Hey, man, they laid the palms down. Hey, man, and they lined the sick up. Hey, man, so when he comes through there, they would heal. Hey, that's what we ought to do. Bring them to the Lord and leave them there. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. They, hey, you know, listen to me. Hey, man, they took the man that was lame from his mother's womb to the gate called Beautiful Daily. And they set him there and they went in to worship. He couldn't go in. Hey, man, can I tell you tonight, there's been many times I've went to church Church, and my children could not come in. Amen. They couldn't. I would worship and they couldn't come in. But I laid them at the gate, called beautiful, and waited for the Lord to get on the scene. And one day, one glorious day, I got to watch them come in. You can't worship with lost people. Lost people can't worship with the church. You'll have to have what we've got 
in order to worship tonight. God won't save somebody. Amen. Would you come? Come on. Come on, I'll pray with you. Terry, pray with you. I want to tell you, we'll pray with you, but you're going to have to be the one to do it. I can't save you. Terry can't save you. But the Lord can save you. But Terry, I'd be honored to pray with somebody tonight, wouldn't you? I'd be honored. As a church, I believe, has brought them to the Lord. They've called for the King. And the King has sent for you. You can't come without an invitation. Amen. I'm not talking about me giving you an invitation. See, Mephema Chef couldn't just show up at the king's house. The king sent for him. Means he gave him an invitation to come to his house. I believe tonight God gave somebody an invitation to come to his house. He said, I love you. I want you to come to my house. Would you come tonight? Are you broken? How long's it been? Preacher, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever felt this. Good, move with it. Those that got saved the very first time God called, they'll give you the, that good advice. Move yeah. with it. Us that didn't will still give you the same good advice. Move with it. Preacher, I don't, I don't know if I can. It's all right. You need help moving? He'll even help you do that. Boy, I'm, I'm going to be bold for a minute. I believe right now, if you're having a little trouble, I believe you can look over to somebody beside of you yeah. and say, will you help me? Yeah, come on. I don't know if I can do it, but will you help me? Linda, I believe this good church will take them by the hand and say, let's go. Let's go. Right now, I believe God's tenderly calling to somebody. I believe He wants to help them. I believe you're down there in the land of Lodabar. God sent to get you out of there. Now, would you make... It sounds like the decision's easy to me. Stay down there in the land of nothing. Or come sit at the king's table. Look, sounds pretty simple to me. Come on, he's calling right now. Come on. I'm going to do what I feel. Would you? If it'd be all right, I'm just going to sit here while they sing. Come on. Let's pray together. Come on. Come on, somebody. Somebody get saved tonight. Somebody can sit at the king's table. Come on. I am redeemed. I've been born with a cross. Jesus, he's changed my whole
Come on. Sweet love. Come on. And where Come on. there was confusion, this peace now reigns. God wants to I'm do it. Come on. With Jesus. He sent for you. He gave you an invitation. Come. Come eat at my table.
You know, somebody might have looked at my famous chef and said this, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know what he said to them? Because the king said I can. The king said he wants to save you. The king said he wants to live with you, wants to abide with you. The king said he wants to redeem you, purchase you, justify you. You know what justify means? Just as if it never happened. He saved me so much just as if I never sinned to begin with. That's how clean I am. And tonight he wants to do that for you. Amen. Thank the Lord for this move and just keep praying for Peyton. Uh, boy, we, we love her. Got such a burden for her. And I want to, as the preachers preach, just want to keep carrying her. And uh, I'm, I'm glad she moved like she did tonight. Very sincere of heart. Thank Amen. the Lord for that. We've got great conviction. We did have and still do. I believe there's some other people who need to come. Two points I want to make tonight. It goes along with the message. And uh, the preachers already preached this, but I need to revisit. When the king showed such kindness to Mephibosheth, and Mephibosheth said, Who am I that you would look on such a dead dog as I am? Think about Mephibosheth's circumstances. He'd been living in a barren land. He couldn't have had any money. He couldn't have had any physical abilities to work for the king. He, he couldn't go out and be one of his soldiers because he was lame on his feet. Here's the point. David did not invite Mephibosheth because of something Mephibosheth could do for David. But David invited Mephibosheth because of what David could do for Mephibosheth. That's why he saved my soul. If you're saved, that's why he saved your soul. If you're lost, that's what he's saying to you. He's not saying, and the devil will tell you, you're just not worthy. Well, there's none of us was worthy except Jesus Christ, and he was worthy enough for all of us. I'm saved because of his worthiness, not mine. And there's another point came to me real strong. And for some reason, I need to tell this. I thought this uh, while, it, uh, while the preaching was going on. Listen. When, when Mephibosheth come up there and he was face to face with David and David was inviting him to sit at his table. Now, if Mephibosheth would have said to David, now, uh, my grandpa uh, was a mortal enemy of you. You and him didn't see things like, I'm not going to sit at your table because my grandpa uh, wouldn't sit there. Well, that would have been silly, wouldn't it? I remember many years ago, it's before I come here to pastor, so it's over 50 years. Back when I was at Pleasant View, there was a woman come to church, and she'd sit and cry. And, and so one time our church got put on my heart, and I said, Sis, I'm not trying to pressure you or anything, but don't, don't you feel like coming to the altar? And she cried. She said, Yeah, I felt like coming to the altar. But she said, I, I just really can't. And I said, Well, why not? She said, well, my grandma was very religious, but said uh, she didn't believe things like you folks do, and she didn't worship quite like you folks do. And I'm afraid if I go to the altar here and I was to do something here and I was to join here, she said, I'm afraid that would be an insult to my grandma. Her grandma was already dead. She said, I don't, I don't want to insult my grandma. And God, and I prayed while she was telling, and God laid this on my heart, and I said, well, let me ask you a couple questions. Do you believe your grandma loved you? She said, oh, 
Yeah, without a doubt. Said, she just loved me. I said, do you believe your grandma wanted what was best for you? She said, well, I know she did. I said, if you would be able to talk to your grandma right now, and you would ask your grandma this question, Grandma, do you think I ought to obey the Lord? Do you think I ought to do what he's saying to my heart? Uh, do you think your grandma would tell you to follow God? She said, well, she'd have to. I said, well, then put all that aside and obey the Lord. Uh, your grandma's already deceased. You're not going to hurt her feelings. She's already gone anyway. And she would love you and want the best for you. And so uh, God knows what you need. We ought not let any relationship or any idea or any circumstance hinder us from following God. And so I said, you need to obey the Lord because of God. And uh, she began to cry, and she come and got saved. And she said, oh, I'm so glad I got saved. And I want you to know tonight, whatever it is that Satan's trying to use against you, telling you you're not worthy or this would be wrong or that would be upsetting, Satan is a liar. We've heard the real gospel again tonight. And so uh, don't think about not being worthy. Mephibosheth, he, he wasn't worthy of anything, considered himself a dead dog, but he got to eat at the king's table. And I heard somebody preach this a long time ago. Might have been Arnold Peachman. I thought it was a sweet thought. He said, once Mephibosheth got in the chair and they got him scooted up to the table, said, you couldn't tell he was lame anymore. Sing us another song. Somebody needs to come tonight. Let's mind the Lord. Somebody needs to come. If you're lost, you need to come get saved. If you're saved, if you're saved and not where you need to be with God, let God help you. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Let God help you. Don't be embarrassed to obey God. Be embarrassed to not obey. After all God's done for you and me, we ought to be embarrassed to not obey. Somebody else needs to move. I have no doubt. Please come. Come on right now. You know, I thought about what Israel preached about trying to hide. When I was lost, God began to speak to me. I thought that preacher's preaching to me. He's looking at me. And I'd, I'd scoot down in the bench. And I'd get over behind somebody. And I'd think he can't see me now. But the problem was, it kept knocking at my heart. God was the one calling, not the preacher. God was the one calling, not the preacher. Please come. Please come. Come on. Come on. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. If God's calling and you won't obey, shame on you. After all God's done for us, I fail Him a lot. But after all God's done for us, we ought to make an effort to obey Him. Please come. Would you come? Come on. Please come. Come on. Let's get this fixed. Let's get it right. The king has sent for you.
That's what he preached tonight. The king is sending for somebody right now. Yeah, man, all you want to, buddy. Come on. I just want to tell you a little bit. My son-in-law was 18 years old when God saved him. He wasn't married to my daughter at the time. They were dating and planning on getting married. And we sat outside with him, and he gave us this beautiful false testimony. It was about as dry and dead as anything I've ever felt. And I, Wow. I prayed for him. I, he made it up. I yeah. tell you, I made it. When he made it up, he said, now I'm in trouble. So he went back to Trinity, his church, and got baptized because now he made up this story and he had to follow through with it. <laughs> I was preaching revival at Clearfort night on a Thursday night. He got up and uh, he got real with God. Conviction was in his heart and He's sitting in the back of the house and he even told the Lord something silly, but God still answered me. He said, Lord, if I'm lost, would Israel say my name while he's preaching? Uh That Wednesday night I said, Luke, I I had no idea Uh that he asked for that. Called him out by name, God, just absolutely verifying you need something. Yeah. And said, he just knew he didn't have what we had. Right, amen. And I remember we was in service that night and boy we was preaching, pastor was preaching, was shouting, boy I'm telling you, church yeah. was moving. And he came up to the altar. But I don't know why I feel like saying this, but I'm going to follow him. And, and he got down, I'm not trying to tell his testimony now, but I was there when it happened. Yeah. And he came to the altar and he got down. And he got up and he went back and he stood. And my brother-in-law was in front of him and God said, I need you to go again. He said he grabbed a hold of Michael and just kind of moved him out of the way. (laughs) And he got on the altar the second time. Yeah. And he prayed for a minute and I looked at him. I looked at him, Terry. And he looked at me and he said, I got it. Yeah, hey, man. I got it. Yeah. I just looked I said, what? He said, I got it. I got It's imperative that you obey the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's imperative that you move. I thank God he decided to follow the Lord. Amen. Amen. The devil could have beat him and said, you've already been on the altar. Don't do it again. He could have gave him all kinds of excuses. But he didn't. He didn't listen. He didn't give him time. He just immediately moved. Amen. Now he's preaching for the Lord. Please come. Living for the Lord. Come. You know why? Because he was obedient to the Lord. Yep. Amen. I don't know why God wants me to go all the way up to the altar to be saved. God wants you to surrender and be obedient. Amen. That's what God wants. Amen. You can get saved in your seat. Now, that's fine. I don't. I don't need anybody got a problem with that. I ain't got a problem with. It. Nobody. But if God's calling you to come to the altar, 
Y'all will take a step. Y'all will come, yep. yep. And just see yep. what God can do tonight. That's right. Amen. Try him. Yeah. And see what he can do. Amen. He'll help you tonight. Right. Amen. He wants to save you. He's calling to somebody. Go ahead, sing. Please come. Come, come on. on. Please come. Obey if you want somebody Lord. to walk with you, raise your hand. I'll come. I'll walk all the way down through here. Amen. We'll walk around the circle. It don't Amen. matter to me. Amen. It don't matter to me. I'll do whatever. It's going to take you being obedient to get saved. Don't give so up. Many don't give times up. It has fallen yes. on me. It's all a part of God's grace divine. Please obey the Lord. A grace I can claim each day as mine. So I know something about Praise God. Obey the Lord. Yeah, come on. Amen. Amen. When he spoke this morning, you know how my heart rejoiced. Come on. My burden yeah, was lifted. Yes, sir. Come on. Somebody else. Come on. Hey, man. Come on. He called. What are you waiting for? Hey, man. Hey, man. Thank you, Lord. Help these guys. Please help them, Lord. Help them on back to their knees to come. Help them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Help us, God. We pray. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to give you peace like you can't He wants to help you more than you can ever understand. Hey, come on. Famous health will give you it's good at the king's table. You've never had anything as good as what you'll find at the king's table. It satisfied me. It helped me. When I was hungry, he fed me. 
when I was thirsty, he gave me drink. You know what? He didn't just give me a cup. He gave me a well. One that springs forth with living water. Anything, huh? Okay. We thank the Lord for these two to come. To use his word and recommit. That's good. It's good to recommit. We use the word get closer to the Lord. Yeah. Let me let me tell you this. This thought come to me. When the king said, Is there yet anyone of the house of Jonathan that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And when Ziba was there, he said, yeah, I know somebody. I put in my words. Yeah, come on. Come on. Jonathan had a son, and he's out there in Lodabar, and uh, he's lame on his feet. And the Bible said David sent and fetched him. Now, the Bible's not explicit about this, but I think Ziba's the one he sent after. Amen. Because Ziba knew who he was, and he knew where he was at. Now, here's my point. When David asked the question, the person that answered was standing close enough to the king that he could hear what he was Amen. saying. Amen. Now, if you're going to help somebody's lost, you've got to be close enough to the king Amen. that you can have a communication uh, yes. when he uh, begins to talk. That uh, When he says, now, do you know somebody's lost? Is somebody's lost? Is there somebody you need to invite to church? Somebody you need to talk to about Jesus? Somebody you need to try to be a help to and be a light to. You need to be close enough to the king uh, to put that into action. And if he says, well, uh, go get that person. He didn't mean physically. And, and now listen, they didn't kidnap Mephibosheth. They went down there to get him, but uh, he came of his own accord. I, I believe, I'm like the preacher said, I believe he could have been real scared. He might have thought he's getting ready to go down there and get killed. Might have thought that, but, but he came anyway. I'm telling you what, uh, if you want to help somebody, you've got to be close enough to the king, and when he says move, you've got to move. Amen. And so if you're here tonight and you're not in that spot, this would be a good time to get in that spot. Amen. Yeah. Amen, Terry. All right. Got something else? Come on. Okay. We've had, some, we've had good meeting tonight, two good moves. I appreciate the brother that moved and the sister that moved. I appreciate how the church has moved, and I appreciate how the gospel's gone out. And I appreciate the good songs of Zion. Praise the Lord. Okay, anything else on anybody's heart? Huh. Right. Yeah. All right. Remember that. We don't know what's coming next. Amen. Anything else? Yeah. Life's been in the way. Things have been happening. We haven't been able to get to here. But right. thank God for the technology that people listen to over live stream. Amen. I got to listen to Israel's sermon last night. Yeah. This morning while I was at work. Yeah. It's 
That's good, brother. testimony great testimony now we've got a song while they sing the altar still available to you come on say what you come on buddy follow, follow the Lord I was thinking about Peyton's move and there is no shame in coming to the altar amen that helped me if it didn't help anybody else yeah and I'm thankful that I got a little Peyton that needs saved too yeah and that she's been a light Showing her there's no shame coming to the altar to get salvation. I was thinking about Paul, and uh, when he was in jail, the church prayed without ceasing. And how would it it be if we could all pray without ceasing for our people? And I'm just thankful to be here. Amen. Good. That's great. great. Well, I could feel the Lord in that. Amen. Thank you for following the Lord. What would I do without Jesus, the shepherd of my valley? Lord, I just couldn't walk this road alone. Amen. I couldn't make it without Jesus. What would I do? Amen. Yeah. When I need someone to talk to, listen. He's always there to listen. You can still come to the altar. God, over, God. Somebody needs to pray. When my tears flow like the river and my burdens 
are high as a mountain in the ones that I yeah. have counted on have led Come on. down. What do you got to lose? Satan would say to me, oh, you better not go tell her what will them people think. They'll wonder what you've been doing. They'll think you've been doing real bad stuff. And they'll look down on you and they'll judge you. You better not go tell her. That's the way Satan talks. But God's Holy Spirit kept moving. And finally I stepped out and I come to all her. And I repented. And I got rid of all that anguish that was in me and that bad feeling and that agony that was in there. I got rid of all of it. And, and you know what the church did? They loved me like my natural mother would when I'd go to the house to see her. She'd throw her arms around me, honey, let me get you something to eat, and pat on me, and she's glad to see me. Even if I was out of line, she still loved me. Well, the church, when I come to the altar and repented, she'd come around crying and hugging me and weeping, and uh, I couldn't tell anybody had anything negative to say about me. The church just loved me with a, a loving heart, and I, I, I know we've been here a while. We need one more verse. Amen. There's somebody here that needs to come Amen. and quit worrying about what people will think or what the devil's telling you and obey the Lord. If you'll obey God, everything will go good anyhow. Okay, go ahead. 
Yeah, follow him. Amen. I never knew what say was because yeah. I wasn't brought up in this type of church. Right. And I searched for a long time. And when I came the first time, I remember Linda was singing. Yeah. And y'all heard my story. Yeah. I said, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I got to go to the hospital. So Billy took me to the hospital and I said, I am not going back to that church anymore because what you talked about, I worried about my family. Yeah, oh yeah. Because of changing. Sure. But everybody was praying for me. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I came back to church. Yeah. And I took that first step. Amen. I had to let go yeah. of all of it. Amen. It was me. I had to surrender. That's right. And I worried so much what my mother was going to say. Sure. I go ahead. And I just knew. I had to call her and tell her. Help her, Lord. And she said, why are you crying? And I said, Mom, I am so happy. And she said, it's an individual thing. And if that's what you felt in your heart, you had to do. Yeah. And I was so thankful. Yeah. So I worried about that, but God took care of it. He took care of it. Amen. God can handle it. God can handle it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Great testimony, Linda. Yeah. Bless Yeah. Great testimony. Amen. I appreciate that. Pray for him. Pray for him all the time, yeah? God's still moving. He's still putting things on people's hearts. And he's still, I can feel that conviction still reaching out to people. If you want to be happy, obey the Lord. There's no substitute for obeying God. Absolutely no substitute for obeying God. Please obey him tonight. Please obey. Erica's gone. Yeah. We need to pray for Erica. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because I did that. Me Very too. Same thing. Me too, brother. Just one more song, Lord. Finally came to the point, and the pastor David he stood up and he said, "We can't go any farther. It's up to you." Yeah. And, and they closed out the service, Chris. And I was heartbroken because I wanted one more song, but that one more song. This may be the last one tonight. Yeah. And you've said just one more song. Yeah. Now it's up to you what you're going to do in this one more song. Okay. You can't get low enough, you can't hide. Amen. If it's you, it's you. Amen. Try it, brother. You, 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 you can get down under the bench and hide from us. Yeah. But God's going to know exactly where you're at under the bench. Right. 
I went to the back of the church so nobody could see me in the front of the church because I felt like I was on a stage and just exposed. And so I ran to the back and I ran down in the basement and I told Mama, I gotta go to the bathroom. I ran down in the basement and I tried to hide there, but guess what? It went with me, Terry. Amen, me too. It, it went with me. Yeah, amen. Tonight, you can get under the bench, you can get as low as you want to go, but if it's you saved or lost, Need to get a little closer. Yeah. You need to get saved. Either way, if it's you tonight, y'all to come. Please. God said one. You said one more song. God said, "Here it is." Please come. Come on. Yeah. Please. Come on. Please come. You know who you are. Please come. Though it's hard to see it now You see you walking all alone Help But he's there, no doubt When the storm around you rages And you're tossed to come on. and yeah, fro come on. When you're life's decisions Not sure which way to go Stand still yeah. And let go Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Come on. When the enemy surrounds you, we're all human. God's all our God. Come on. When the tide is living rising, come on. And you wonder where he's been. When there never was a moment. That his arms were reaching out. You can rest assured and be secure. God is with you right now. Stand still. Right and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel the beauty, he'll make a way. That's all right, buddy. Follow your heart. I just want to say this just real quick. Follow your heart. Some of you, most of you know who I am, but you don't. My name is Chris Page, and I'm a pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church. And I just want to say this. You know, we, I come here tonight, and I wasn't going to move, wasn't going to move, wasn't going to move. Come on. Being Lord. stubborn, you know. And help him, Lord. Come on. I want help you to understand Lord. something. God help my brother. Lighthouse. God has blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. We've seen whole families saved. We baptized probably 30 people last year. God's been moving in a great way. But the devil's come after my family. He's come after my boy. And there's people who's attacking my good wife. I want you to understand, no offense, Linda, but there's not a better pastor's wife anywhere than Amy Page. 
And even though all these good things have happened, I've come real close to quitting twice out of frustration and just anger. But Blaine said something. Where's he at? Blaine said something about his dad in that 50th anniversary thing about how just one more soul that you'd go anywhere. Just, you know, it's just about one more soul. Well, I'm going to stand. I'm going to fight the devil for my family. And I'm going to fight the devil for my church. And I'm going to fight the devil for one more soul. So you guys pray for us. We love you. Thank you. Boy, God knows what we need and how to give us what we need. Well, that's powerful. I appreciate Brother Chris and how he's moved. And, well, I'm telling you what, that's, that's giving me a, a prayer burden in my heart. Yeah. We need to carry that. And, uh, see, we need each other. And one of the things we need is each other's prayers. And I, that touched me. We need to be praying for Brother Chris, and I believe we will. Okay, anything else on anybody's heart? So much good has happened and so much could happen yet. I don't have it on my heart to ask for another song, but I still feel like God's call. It goes as far as we can go in each particular service. And I, I said this, I know I'm repetitious, but I'm already looking forward to tomorrow night. Well, God's given us revival. And I thank God for everybody cheering, all our visitors and all of Lima Church that's uh, here. And uh, it's just, it's wonderful. And most of all, how powerful the Lord is here. Uh, anything else before we come to a close? Well, let me remind you, we got food in the fellowship hall. Everybody's invited to go out there and uh, have them a little nourishment and fellowship together and visit. And, uh, that's a good thing to do. And, uh, and pray and pray and pray and pray much. And now, uh, it's not our custom to uh, dismiss with prayer and revival, so we haven't been dismissing, but since we've been having food, we have been asking uh, somebody to pray and ask the Lord to, to bless the food. We're going to ask Brother George to do that.